Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Happiness Headspace podcast. My name is Chloe Johal, and I'm the host of this podcast. In today's episode, we have Dominique Brightman here with us as our guest for today's episode. So Dominique Dom Brightman, DTM, is a certified self-leadership expert with the John Maxwell team from Baltimore, MD that empowers and equips others to share their stories. Because of his love for books, Dominique has written and published Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself, the follow-up bestsellers Stay the Course, The Elite Performer's Seven Secret Keys to Sustainable Success, and contributing author for the best-selling book Crappy to Happy Sacred Stories of Transformational Joy. Find his writings anywhere books are sold and you'll see how you too can become a better you. As the host of the Going North podcast, he interviews authors around the world to help listeners become inspired to one day publish books of their own and keep overcoming the daily obstacles we all have to face. Because of this podcast, Dom was listed as one of the top 10 self-help podcasters in the world alongside Brendan Burchard, Gretchen Rubin, Lewis Howes, and Steve Ulsher for three years in a row. So I'm super excited for this episode today and to have Dom on the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Happiness Headspace podcast. My name is Chloe Joha. I'm the host of this podcast. And today I'm here interviewing Dominique Brightman. So would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, sure thing, Chloe. Name's Dominic Dom Brightman. You can call me Dom for short. And I'm a certified self-leadership trainer that coaches, empowers, and equips others to share their stories, whether that's through the spoken word, through podcasting, or even through book form and deeds so they can join the business of immortality known as authorship. So that's the quick and easy version. <laughs> Amazing. And so the first question that I wanted to ask you is about your book. So you wrote a book. What inspired you to write that book? And why did you do it? And you're only 23. So how did you do that at such a young age? Sure thing. Funny enough, it was actually written on a dare. I was actually at a networking event. This was funny enough back in 2015, I believe, 2015. And I was handing out these reading lists to people called the 100 books for dynamic living because i was on this wonderful reading craze to really up my mental game and changing my mindset and as opposed to handing out business cards where they end up in one or two places forgotten or in the trash i decided to have business i decided to have a reading list instead so that way hey i could connect with people in a different way it's like oh they read that book oh shoot let's get that and then hopefully draw more conversation and this conversation that was drummed up was with the lady who looked at the list looked at me and asked me hey so where's your name on this list i'm like oh yeah it's right there at the bottom that's dumb brightman at the forward no i'm not talking about that i'm talking about you as an author like what the heck is where's your name on the list as an author i'm like oh i'm 20 freaking free like what the heck am i gonna write about and she's like hey how about you write a book a year from today you become a published author and i'm like you know what that's freaking cool like, no, not going to do it. Okay, how about we both become published authors? We both write a book a year from today. And I was like, nah, nah, I think I'm good. You're, you're kind of intense. I think I'm, a, I think I'm good. I'm not going to write a book. And then shortly after the conversation ended, I told a friend of mine about what happened since he was an author himself. And he saw this as an opportunity in the back of his mind to push me forward. So couple of days later was in a meeting giving a speech and part of the speech was to do a Q&A session and that same friend was in that meeting and the first question that was asked was from him and it was like hey Dom when are you gonna write your book and I'm like ah darn and then there's this long <laughs> awkward silence 
for like ever it was like the longest three seconds of silence ever and i'm like i don't want to look like a punk upstage so i'm like oh you're today gonna write my book and folks like yeah go get him dom you're gonna go you're gonna do it you're gonna do it and the book published october 2016 first ever book going north so it pays to be challenged and it pays to have the right folks around you <laughs> amazing and what's your book kind of about what do you discuss in it Sure thing. The book Going North, that's my first book. That is a synthesized help, self-help package for the distracted mind because it's under 100 pages because a lot of people don't have time for 250 pages. And it's awesome. lessons that I've learned and applied in my own life because in this age of authenticity, folks want the real deal. And if I'm going to share and teach things, they have to be stuff that I truly believe in. And things that I've done. So if you want to advance in your career, this is the book to pick up. If you want to gain more confidence, this is the book to pick up. If you want to become a better thinker, this is the book to pick up and listen to since it is on audio as well. Awesome. That sounds great. I will for sure get to reading it. And um, is there any advice that you would give to an introvert that wants to be more confident like you discuss in the book? Sure thing. One thing is to... That's join Toastmasters International. That is definitely one of my main tips because the thing is, it's a leadership sandbox. It's a way for you to practice public speaking skills. And a lot of them are hybrid. They're virtual and in person. So you can get that experience of networking with other people. And you can also network with people at the same goals as you, or at least similar goals, because a similar goal is to really get better. And when you're around people that want to get better, eventually after a while, you'll develop connections and you build relationships, especially when you are forced to get up on stage and speak in front of a group of strangers. Some even jokingly say the Toastmasters is therapy because they would share things in those meetings that they wouldn't even share with their own family. So just having the confidence to being that level of authentic, being able to be genuine enough to really share things that you wouldn't share with nobody else. It's like, hey, that will reach, you know, help you reach a level, new level of confidence because if you conquer fear at one level, you get to conquer it at another level. Mm -hmm. I've actually been to a Toastmasters meeting because my mom used to be in uh, Toastmasters and it was so interesting and I saw like there's the new members that went up and did their speech and they were so nervous at first and then you go back a couple of like um, meetings later and you see how much those people have improved with their public speaking and just like their confidence in general so yeah that sounds like great advice for sure it's something that helps so many people around the world and um so back to like more like mental health and self-help what would you like how would you help someone be more positive how could they develop a more positive attitude and implement that in their life yeah uh, good question one of the one of my favorite questions to have folks to ask themselves is when was the last time that i've done something for the first time when was the last time I've done something for the first time? Because a lot of times, a lot of folks are stuck in the drudgery of the nine to five, even with the, where things are now. It's like, yeah, we had the big 2020 COVID and everything else happening that shifted a lot of plates on the earth for a lot of us, gave a lot of paradigm just for a lot of folks, especially even yours, truly. And the thing is, it focused us, it made us forced to do some things new and some folks have adjusted to that and they haven't done anything new recently. So focusing on getting folks to do things that are new, like 
take, taking up a new hobby. Definitely playing guitar is something that one person had a conversation with. She actually picked that up and she actually really enjoys it as opposed to the regular crochet that a lot of folks in the family likes to do. Just thinking of new different ways and applying that to self leadership because self leadership is managing the choice that you make in life from now till the grave <laughs> in a less of a better word to say because the thing is if you make the choice to do something new and then think of a new way to do new things that apply to the rest of your life and you get that new confidence and of course feeding your mind great material so listening to this wonderful podcast we're helping folks to really focus on happiness and getting that genuine happiness like hopefully hopefully helping folks to really be the best versions of themselves as opposed to just being themselves because <laughs> i did check that episode out a bit and it can be some silly advice if for those who may not come from a place of just actual education so just helping folks to realize hey when was the last time you done something for the first time and then once you do something new that helps you to grow heck even attending conferences reading different books listening to different podcasts, making sure that your mind is built and ready for what's ahead and to really get yourself on that right path. So just focusing on helping folks to do something new, get out and get out of their comfort zone into something better and not better. Absolutely. That's amazing. And um, so back to your book, um, you, since you're an author and I saw you talk a lot about books and about publishing a book and what that has to do with podcasting, we'll go on to that a little bit later, but what inspired you to start reading a lot and to, what passions you so much about books when we're in an era that everything is online and a lot of people say to stop reading books because you can gain more knowledge by just listening to audiobooks or podcasts or uh, watching YouTube videos, what makes you think that books are still so important to keep in this generation? Hey, books are so important to keep in this generation because even though everything's online, there's going to come a day where you may not be in a zone for Wi-Fi. Imagine going out and giving yourself a vacation or a retreat or whatever, especially <laughs> I'm still remembering high school. There were times we go on retreats where you'd really have no wi-fi and mm -hmm. you basically make sure you had to take a couple books with you there's going to be times where you may not have all that technology readily available to you you may be in a zone where you have to keep your technology usage to a minimum and books are still great for moments just like those and that's why books are still great to have as a, and what helped me to really get this love of reading was that 2012 the year where folks thought the world was going to end in the us of a is that i actually had a paradigm shift year where i had a setback sandwich of having to be one of the part-time caregivers for my dying father because he was diagnosed with alzheimer's when he went out for a ride and got lost in the city 40 miles outside of baltimore then i had a part-time job at the time where I was at a library working part-time as a and also doing full-time college courses for my IT degree that I was going for. And on top of that, with all of that going on, I thought that I was doing okay, but that internal struggle was really showing out in my work because there's this myth that you can separate your personal and professional life. You can't really separate the two because it's the one life that you're living and leading. 
and it's going to seep out in multiple ways. And I was called to a meeting with my boss at the time, and she was like, hey, Dom, you're screwing up in these areas. Like, you got to shape up here. Like, you were here for at least five years up until the time of that meeting, and she was hiring new folks, and she said, folks are going to see me as a leader. And leaders are readers. And that word leader stuck in the back of my mind. And one day when I was shelving books, I came across one of John Maxwell's books and it changed my life forever. And I just became a voracious reader, reading constantly, just building up my mind and focusing on things that'll really help me to be better, like sales, psychology, negotiation, of course, more self-help books to keep a positive mindset, of course, some spirituality, even jumping outside of Christianity as well, since that's my background of where I was raised, reading a little bit of Taoism and Buddhism, just to gain some other thoughts outside of my own to see what else is out there. So that way I'm just not in this one box to be able to spread out and branch out and be open. So that's really where the love of reading came from is just the fact that they had a setback sandwich back in 2012 through full of setbacks. And I realized that, Hey, this is a setup for a story forward. Absolutely. I, for sure, in the past couple of months, I restarted reading so much because I used to like barely, like in elementary school, I read so much, like up, up until I started high school, I would literally be reading like hours every single day because like my parents had strict rules for like my electronic devices and everything and they would turn off the wi-fi at a certain specific time and so i i was forced to like have to do something else to interest myself and to not be bored all the time and then when i got access like back to be having access to electronics and all of that i stopped reading as much because i couldn't i didn't really need to and recently I just like rediscovered reading and like how important it is to read. And so I've, I've been learning so much from all these self-help books. And I've also been interesting myself so much with these adventure books and just like thrillers. And so of course I love reading and I'm so glad that I got back into it. And it's people like you go around inspiring others to regain their love of reading. And I definitely, like I said, will read your book as soon as I can. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is your podcast. So you also have a podcast called Going North. Um, how did that come about? Uh, yes, that came about 2017. It was about a good, I'd say, six months or so after my first book was published. I sadly lost my dad after his battle with dementia. That was for a good six years. And I was still going through some grief. And I realized, wait a second, I still have to get back into battle metaphorically here it's like i'm in a shonen jump comic book here it's like hey i gotta go save the world here metaphor i gotta go take on the world and i had this book out there and i'm like hey i should probably get back to marketing it what's the way to market a, a book like hey start a podcast that was my original goal like the book was a side quest funny enough the podcast really was my original goal before a book even became a reality for me and sometimes you have to go through that period of misdirection before you get back to your main direction. And I started a podcast where I interview authors around the world because a coaching buddy of mine who I had coffee with one day, she said, hey, you have this great brand here of going north. That's what you say. That's what you do. You're all about advancing others. And how about you call it the going north podcast? Because I was originally 
going to call it something else and it was going to be a different theme but hey it's the power of really being around the right people to help you advance in life so i stuck with the name going north made it about interviewing other authors and now i've interviewed about a good 680 authors across the globe about five years in so far when i originally didn't think i was going to get past 50 so it's been <laughs> one heck of a journey that's incredible. And um, out of, like you said, 600 authors that you've interviewed, um, what would you say is some of the best lessons that you've learned from them? Yep, sure thing. One lesson's definitely always been one of my top five favorite is to start a victory log and do that consistently. And a victory log, in a way, is kind of like a gratitude journal, but it's different because it focuses on what you've won for today and how you're winning because getting up today that's a win going to school making it there on time and not wanting to smack somebody <laughs> that's a win especially <laughs> just thinking back to my high school years like i almost hated just about everybody except for my freaking friends like hated the teachers at one point and just enjoying the day getting through school that was definitely a win getting to the next level in a video game that was a win like hey asking that girl out and she says yes and not getting rejected mm -hmm. that's a freaking win <laughs> like all those wins all those wins waking up today is definitely a win and keeping track of all those victories and then that is another way to even build up your confidence because you get to go back and look at this journal of proof that you've created of all of the wins that you've had no matter how big or small because the small wins lead to the big wins and the big wins just reinforce what you've done and what you've accomplished and remind you of what you've done. Like you yourself, Chloe, you're like 17 or 18, right? I'm 16. Oh, so there you go. 16. And like, I've took a quick look of like what you've done online and you've already created a great solid social presence online. and You're just getting started. Like imagine how far you're going to be five years from now especially when you track all the small wins like hey even getting a few new followers on tiktok that's another win that you can track down and then you can look in the future and see how far you've grown and then look back and realize wow i thought way differently back then i think a lot better today <laughs> and i'm in a lot better spot today because i tracked those wins the other lesson that i'll definitely share is to always make sure that you have good mentors that you can trust because one guy interviewed Dr. Ray Charles, he is actually a doctor at his doctorates in biochemical engineering. And he also did risk assessment for companies and executives. And one thing he noticed as he was getting up there in his 40s, close to 50, a lot of his friends were committing suicide. And with his risk assessment background, he was like, okay, so what's the biggest risk? How can we mitigate this risk? A lot of the suicides would happen deep in the dark nights of the morning, early morning, 3, 4 a.m., when folks would really have no one else to talk to. So if you may not have somebody you can talk to on the East Coast or the West Coast, like, hey, maybe even reaching internationally, seeing if there's someone you could possibly connect with that may be a good person to talk to because he's done that in his own life because he didn't want to end up like his friends who seemingly on paper had everything going, had it all, but they never had that go-to person. So make sure you have a go-to person in your life that you can truly trust and go to. Absolutely. That's extremely important. I know I've had my dark days with mental health and having somewhere, someone there 
for me would have been really great at that time so that's definitely great advice and the thing about tracking your wins like you said before that's also great advice because you look it's so nice to look back and see everything that you've accomplished and it motivates you to get further and even I always talk about how you when it's so good to look back and feel like oh like remember when you were thinking about remember like where you are at now six months ago you were dreaming of being at where you uh, being where you are at now and so for sure it's super important to track all of that to remind you of how far you've come everything you've accomplished so you can keep accomplishing more um absolutely and um what going back to the whole podcast idea what tips would you give um to someone starting a podcast or someone who has a podcast Oh, sure thing. I'll leave a compliment to you. You had a scheduling link for folks to choose some dates from. So that's a positive thing to have and do because that mitigates and limits the amount of back and forth emails that could possibly pop up during conversation when booking guests. So having a scheduling link is scheduling link is a plus. That's if you have an interview based show. If you're doing a solo only show, then have fun. And that's with any podcast you do, like have fun. Of course, there's a business aspect. You can make money from having a podcast. That's going to happen if you want to or not if you decide to. But making sure you have fun with the show, because the thing is, if I didn't have fun with what I was doing, I wouldn't be doing it. To be honest. I still wouldn't be enjoying having a podcast, connecting with fellow authors and learning from them and what it takes to publish and write books and do it multiple times over. So have fun, have a scheduling link. Also, I'd have to say, keep it professional too, definitely. Because there is a way to do both. You can keep it fun and also keeping it professional too. Because one major thing that a lot of podcasters sadly have done in the sense in between now and 2020, especially April, when a lot of folks are trapped at home, is that sometimes podcast hosts would blow off their guests after scheduling their interviews. And that's just bad taste and bad karma like hey if you especially if you don't have a good reason for it is like if you invite someone to be on your platform and then come time for the platform somebody blocked off their schedule just to appear for a conversation and you don't show up and you invited them then that's going to look bad on you so always keep professionalism in mind as well so those are three solid tips for successful podcasting for sure. Those are great tips. I know I had my fair, fair share during the pandemic of being canceled on for interviews and it's so not great at all. So yeah, I really appreciate when the guests actually show up to the interview that they scheduled. Um, now going into kind of the more technical aspect. So um, can you explain what the seven E's of leadership are and, you know, kind of how you implement them? Yep, sure thing. Well, the first D is examination. Examination. You have to examine yourself and everything around you because leaders are dealers in hope. And when you're dealing hope, you definitely have to really have hope for yourself as well. Because one major thing that I've did in my life to really take myself to the next level is the mirror force method where I would ask those that I trust for advice and have been around me for a while three things that they like about me and three things I can improve on. One thing that 
a friend of mine noted was hey, you have anti-social tendencies and i'm like really for real and the thing is you have to be able to take it without giving them feedback let them explain their point and then you can ask questions afterwards because i was confused at first because when i gave this friend that questionnaire i was starting my new personal growth journey and self-development at a new level and i was part of two toastmasters groups socializing and it threw me off for a second but he knew me from high school so there was a difference that he didn't pick up on yet and it made so much more sense e number two is education and we touched a bit on this earlier with the books the podcast wonderful youtube university the the black hole that'll suck you in if you let it <laughs> thanks to google buying it out in like 2012 and inserting algorithms and whatnot into it but yeah definitely always keeping yourself educated on what's best for you your business and your life in general because one major thing that i like to do is really stay ahead of time ahead of myself and really stay ahead on what's going to help me to become better and those around me that i truly enjoy being around to become better too and one thing i did was reading the book called verbal judo that book itself it's even on audio but i think it might be better if you read the audio <laughs> read the book itself the audio not a big fan of the narrator on that one but definitely reading that book in terms of really having nonviolent communication especially in the days of being in customer service where sometimes like oh god you get to see people at their worst ever in customer service especially retail and just being able to have a friendly face and being able to actually converse with them and really just mitigate the situation so education is the second one the third one is execution so once you examine yourself you have those three things that you know of about yourself from others who may have said hey you can improve here hey this is what you're really good at and then focusing on educating yourself on what to do and how to fix those or even amplify your strengths then you got to take action because the thing is leaders are those who also take action you have to not sit on your fears all day sometimes fear can be the great indicator because one one thing about the story with the book earlier i was afraid of putting myself out there and writing a book because I felt like I had nothing to write about. But truth be told, that little bit was something that really inspired five other people to write books because I've had my setbacks too. Take being a caregiver for my dying dad, getting in a car accident on my 21st birthday, like almost losing a job that I really enjoyed having and was building some sweat equity in. Like it I actually had stories to share. I just needed a moment to be still and take in and just think back on what I've done and then just execute on it. And when you're executing, this is big. Energy is a number four. You have to keep energized when you're on this journey of life. That involves exercise. That involves the right nutrition. That involves always drinking as much water as you can. Heck, even if you can, Trying to sip on water every half hour of the day, sipping on water every half hour of the day, as opposed to guzzling a bunch of water on sporadic hours of the day, because that way you can keep your brain healthy, especially your whole body healthy, because most of our body is water. And I know your audience doesn't have to worry about this yet, but it's been a study out there showing that a lot of folks who have dementia and Alzheimer's 
one cause of that that speeds it up is dehydration. My father went through dehydration a couple times when he went to, went to the emergency room. No matter how many times he gave him water, he just wouldn't drink it. And he was dehydrated. So making sure you're keeping yourself hydrated. And E number five, the thumb. The thumb is definitely empowerment, empowering others to do what they do best. It doesn't involve micromanaging people. It involves empowering others, equipping them to be the best that they can be. And that involves giving them the tools that they require. Sometimes that may be training. That may also being giving some folks a meal plan. Like when it comes to friends itself, it may even just having study buddies, like helping empowering others. Like I had friends back in high school who were a great ahead of me that gave me some advice on what to do if I'm in a certain class. And that put me ahead of the game because I had upperclassmen who are friends of mine at the time. So always examining yourself, mm -hmm. educating yourself, executing, taking action, keeping yourself energized, empowering others, and then encouraging others. Because if someone is living and breathing, they need encouragement. Everyone needs encouragement. They're living or breathing, especially nowadays, because everyone is fighting a hard battle. You have no idea what someone's going through. Just saying hi or even just a smile, a kind word, even someone you haven't talked to in a while, just connecting with them again. Heck, even sometimes, maybe even those folks you may not like so much. Sometimes they may need a little forgiveness. <laughs> He's just said the done, of course. But always encouraging other people. And the seventh, to put it all together, is explosive growth. Explosive growth is when you're so good at what you do that other folks are going to want to emulate you. And that happens when you yourself are that positive role model out there. Not that egg role model by any chance but that positive role model where you're actually putting all the stuff together you're being your best version of yourself possible where folks will eventually come to you and ask you for advice on what to do like hey how do i grow my freaking tiktok file like uh, i'm doing the dance it's like nothing's working like how the heck do i even get folks to engage like i feel like i'm at this freaking plateau here like how do i advance like oh i'm about to write this book where the heck do i start like do i do an outline or do i just write like just being that person, that go-to person where they ask you for advice and eventually they themselves become the best version of themselves because they saw you in action being the best version of yourself possible. <laughs> Those are the seven days of leadership. Absolutely. That's very interesting. I've never heard of those uh that list before but it makes a lot of sense and on the topic like you said the seventh one is explosive growth what are the five c's of explosive to explosive growth uh well we'll, we'll go with three so the first is curiosity oh. <laughs> first was curiosity and that's what you have you have it in a great deal and that's freaking good that's another trait of a great podcast host is when they're truly curious because curiosity doesn't kill cats. Curiosity is where you climb to your next level. The second C is definitely courage. Once you're curious and then you have the courage to move forward, make sure you have that courage to move forward. And that courage happens when you take that first step forward. And when you take that first step forward, you commit. You commit to always moving forward, always moving north in a sense. 
to your next level of greatness to your own mountaintop. So always be curious, get that confidence, and then commit to what you've learned. That kind of even ties in with the 70s from earlier. It's like, hey, you can have all this education. You can do some self-examination. You can metaphorically be the guy with the orange robe and the bald head. But, hey, you got to actually move. <laughs> of course. And um, I've also heard you talk about um, the four keys for rock-solid optimism. Um, what is that and what are they? Ah, so for that, you got to pick up the book, Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself, Chapter 2. It involves glow sticks. It involves big, fat glow sticks, you know, big, fat, really huge glow sticks. I'm telling you, they're bigger than the big show. They're bigger. They're like eight foot tall glow sticks. All the music where you're in the dark with neon glow sticks. That's right. That's right. I was messing with you. It's actually rave. <laughs> R-A-V-E. Rave. Reading great material, audio immersion, visual stimulation, and E, encouraging other super special awesome humans. So there you go. That's the four keys to rock solid optimism, where you're reading great material, getting some good stuff in between your ears, and then the audio stimulation, watching something that'll educate you as opposed to something that'll entertain you so making sure your education time supersedes your entertainment time because there's nothing wrong with entertainment but if your whole life is all about entertainment if it's not getting you paid then you kind of want to make sure you're educating yourself <laughs> thank you for letting me know and i will read the book don't don't you worry i'm interested now you got me interested now i feel like i have to read it um <laughs> And um, for my last question, so I'm 16, as I said. So what's your best advice that you would give to someone that's my age? Best advice I can give to someone who's 16 would be always keep your fire hot. And by that, I mean, if you have a dream, if you're something that you're going for, Always keep the fire hot. Always keep the logs going in that fire, that candle going in your fire. So if you're looking to build your personal brand, which you're doing already online, do everything you can to keep going. Never lose that fire to go as high as you can, as far as you can go. And be around those who will encourage that dream to manifest. Always be around those who will give you that real advice that you definitely need. So never lose hope. Stay encouraged. Always stay encouraged. And sometimes you will have to do it yourself because there's going to be days when nobody may not say anything and you'll have to be that person to remind yourself of, hey, this is my dream. I want to manifest it, actualize it. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to take the action to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. That's great advice. And I really appreciate um, that you gave me your time today for this episode. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed this very much as well. I learned a lot. Thank you. Um, and have an excellent rest of your day. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out Dom. Everything, uh, his website and his socials, everything is going to be linked in the show notes. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. My pleasure, Chloe. Keep going north. You're doing it. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.